All right, hey, welcome to another edition of Late Night with Larry. I'm your host, Larry D. I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give me a shout-out and tell them where we're at. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. We're in uh, our favorite place, of course. We're up in the Hamas Mountains. It's dark. Uh, I'm not going to lie, a little spooky, uh, but it's awesome. We are. We're at our spot where we come every time, where we are always always welcomed with some type of activity yeah we were a little late getting here today we got here right as the sun was going down so hopefully uh we'll get welcomed here soon we are now we tonight we were uh, able they removed the fire restriction so we have a little fire going so you may hear a little crackling and popping that's not sound effects folks that's the real deal yes sir that's the real deal and it feels good because we're up here at a higher elevation and it's a little chilly it's uh and as the night goes on it gets pretty cold up here even in the summer it does it does so we're up here and you know what we do up here we look for the squatches so we're hoping that they come to us tonight and uh we're not surrounded by anything but darkness right now so right now when we came out here this is a spot we frequent this is the spot we like to come to <coughs> because a lot of the successful uh bigfoot hunters squatchers whatever you want to call them the theory is you don't find the bigfoot or the sasquatch they find you that's right and now that's every time we've come here that's been the instance and i i think uh up above us there's a game trail so i believe they travel that now when we got here we noticed a couple things different right off the bat there were a couple of things and we're always cognizant we we look out and we try and notice any subtle changes because that's going to tell us if someone's been here or it, we just want to be aware of our surroundings right even on the right out here <coughs> we uh we it, it's a it's a terrible road that's why there's not many people here and uh we take it slow and we take in the surroundings to look for differences look for maybe some a suspicious tree leaning or we've even seen them upside down or wedged in between other trees then we stop and look at it and we look for all the explanations we look for the tree stump could it be knocked over by wind or whatever now there's no snow since the last time we've been out here so it would have to be wind but it hasn't been really windy in our area now we did notice one thing that when we pulled up he pointed out there was a white tree up by the game trail that was kind of pushed over and like you said the the wind hasn't been high up here lately so we were wondering what pushed that tree over right and it, it, the tree looked <clears throat> relatively green it was a, an aspen i believe right now um it was pushed over into other trees so why just one right and, and we're always curious about that because if if you look at some of the documentaries and some of what the other sasquatch hunters do there's always like little shelters they find and it seems like they either do the tree breaks or they push the trees over and those are like we don't know for sure but they say they're directional markers for others so that they know this is the direction we're going in or else stay out of here right well those two uh, like we talked about on the last one the piece of the piece of tree that they left in the in the road for us kind of like stay out of here that's firewood now 
Well, <clears throat> it was, and there was one next to it that was, I don't know if it was pushed over or what, but <coughs> we couldn't carry it. No. That, that's why none of this is hoaxed. It's, it's not man-made. Um, the, we brought the only tree we could carry. That's, that's right. And it's basically a, a branch. <laughs> <laughs> well, to them, it would be a branch. And I'm looking at this tree. This tree's what, about three, four inches in diameter? At least, or more. And people have said they snap them with one hand. Right. So this... While this one was placed, it was snapped from somewhere and placed in between other trees like uh and it was sticking out on the road like you said that's right so we're not saying that a squatch did it but we noticed that right away when we came last time right we notice all the little subtle differences because we come out here often now up a hit up a, above us where the game trail is there's there's a little uh I guess we could call it a grassy knoll, huh? Right, that's what I would say, <laughs> a little grassy knoll. It's it's right above us, a, a little hill. Uh, you could see the top if you stand up. Now, there was a tree break up there. Now, I, I pointed it out to you. You had to stand in a certain spot to see it. Right. Now, we didn't go investigate because it's dark, and it, it was already getting dark when I saw it, and I pointed it out, and... I'm not going up there when it's dark. No, I'm I'm not leaving anywhere near this fire right no, now. Nope. I got to go to the restroom. Guess what? I'm going to start bringing diapers. <laughs> I'll burn the diapers with the crap in it, yes. Yeah, but let's talk about the ride coming up real quick. Okay. We, we, we took a, a, a different route. We usually take the pavement, right. but I wanted to show my brother a different route. We went through what's called the Gilman Tunnels, which in itself is pretty damn cool because they tunneled the road through the mountain. Well, it's rock mountain, right? Right. It's, it's, it's rock, and they tunneled the pathway through it and it's cool as shit yeah and below you you got a little waterfall in the stream but we took that road and they somewhat <clears throat> developed the campsites not really the campsites but there's a nice wooden fence and they have pull-offs where you could pull off right but how many people did we see camping you know there's too many people side by side that you're not going to get no squatch activity with that many campfires that much noise they're going to avoid that area and we kind of drove that area to see this is where a lot of the population camps and that's probably why they don't hear any activity or they'll probably think we're crazy because they say we go out there all the time and we don't hear nothing right now i i I do have a, a a girl a friend not a girlfriend but a girl a friend that's a girl i had met and she told me a story about camping in that area now you you have pullouts where you could park and you walk down 20 feet and there's a little stream you could camp right next to the stream right. so they're kind of doing a night hike and they're walking in the stream because it's not very deep and uh there was something shadowing them they could see the shadow at night because they had the headlights but it was still in the tree line and when everybody saw it they kind of stopped and pointed their lights on it and she said it took off up the mountain well to me that if it's on two legs it can only be one thing right now that was in that area but uh i'm guessing it wasn't as populated as it was today and which brings me back to our next point we like to come back here the road is horrible but we're usually all alone back here in the middle of nowhere try it and just like we are now there's no one around us 
Right. Like I said, the only thing around us is darkness. Yep. Darkness and uh, a Coors Light. Darkness and a Coors Light. But we're up here and we want to get the evidence because we want you people, if you're listening, you're probably already a believer, but we want to bring to you some of the best evidence. And not only that, I want to be convinced 100% for myself. I mean, I've seen some good documentaries. I'm already convinced. Right. These creatures do exist. They do, I believe. Now, on, on our previous episode, uh, Larry uploaded some of the Sierra Nevada. The Sierra sounds. Right. Yeah. Now, I have some stuff I've caught on my phone uh, from my first incident. And uh, we came out and we just let it run. And we, we caught some stuff. And uh, I'm going to try to get it to him so he could upload it so you all could hear it. And uh, you tell us what's your opinion about it. That's right. And that, what you will hear when I upload that, of course, I'm going to mix it so you could hear it louder. That was captured here in the Hamus. In this exact spot in this where we're at. Exactly where we're at. Now, we were talking last night and we we're saying we need something that will record constantly because it's been three in the morning when we hear some of the sounds we hear so right. we need something that's going to go and I, I told him I, ha I have the equipment we just need to get a bigger sound card so it can play for that many hours yes and uh because you never know when something's going to happen that's right you this isn't a movie production you didn't say cue sound right, right it just happens and usually when it happens it catches us off guard it, it definitely does it it'll wake you up or it'll make you turn and take a look around you and say what is out here yeah now I, we we talked about this off off mic uh I just want to throw this out. I heard an interesting theory. I don't believe it. You don't believe it, but we'll talk about it. Um, we hear tree knocks. Now, people say it's hard to find a good solid limb and the right tree to make a good solid knock like you hear. So one person threw out a theory that, you know, the face structure is way bigger than ours. And uh, what he does when he goes squatching is he, he kind of, you know how you put your finger in your mouth and you pop it? He does that. And his theory is that's what they're actually doing instead of, you know, tree knocking. But I, I don't I don't buy that. I can't buy that. I can't buy that either. And, and like we talked about, because the tree knocks, they resonate for miles. Yes. And I don't think a pop from your cheek is going to resonate for miles and if you look at the size and the strength of these creatures it doesn't have to be a piece of wood they could pick up a damn big rock and and knock it upside the tree and who knows what they do but if you listen to our previous episode with the sierra sound in it toward the end you're going to hear some tree knocks and that's like solid wood hitting wood right now i'm not saying they don't do that that might be some uh close quarters uh it the way they be. communicate it, it could be i'm not i'm not dismissing it totally but as far as uh, them doing that instead of tree knocks i don't believe that now when i had my encounter the what i thought to be the male when it left the area every you could hear it walking through the brush intentionally and every five minutes you could hear it break off a tree limb and smack the tree and that's what we caught on audio what hopefully we'll be able to load up for you now i believe he was going 
further away and the female was here so he was communicating i'm here i'm here i'm here right and i think that's how they do it i mean we know they have their language but if you don't want people to know you're around and you're in a distance what better way than to give a tree knock right and say here's my location now and because there's so many people who have heard forest noises and <laughs> they dismiss them as that forest noises but you you got to really be in tune and you know, i'm not a hunter or the best outdoorsman but i know the sounds animals make we come up here a lot i mean we've heard bear we've heard mountain lion we've heard just about every animal in this forest we have. and there's sounds that we cannot explain and like we were talking this area is ripe there's plenty fresh running water everywhere plenty game on the way up we saw two young wild turkeys good food we saw three nice size elk they were female one was a yearling right i'm like and we that's just what we saw and we constantly see deer so the food source is here for them and and now uh there's a lake here and up the road a a bit you know on the main road there's also a hatchery so these waters are constantly stocked that's right and i don't see why they would travel anywhere else because there's plenty food right Th- this is this is a resort for them right now uh people say they're uh they're whoa what was that coyotes maybe i hope you all heard that anyway <laughs> huh. kind of freaked me out but anyway back on it people say they follow the game trail and but see here the game is here year round year round it's it's not like the rocky mountains where they you know the snowfall pushes them down or whatever you know they're always here and during the winter this place is totally locked up to all of us so they have free run of the place right it's like it's like a buffet for them once summer's over and they lock this place down it truly is a buffet for them yes They, they have the run of the the whole place no one's allowed up here. Now, I'm going to tell a real quick story about when we first moved to Albuquerque. I play a, a game. It's like Scrabble. It's words with friends. And uh, I had put my profile picture as a Sasquatch. And some random girl here in New Mexico, you know, we played a few games. And she started chatting with me. And she saw my profile picture. And she said, me and my sister love to go up to the Hamas Mountains. But we can never get any sleep because them damn Sasquatch are always yelling. Right. And what did we say? We hear them yell. Yep. I mean, I've been up here. The first time we came up here after I talked him into coming back, it's like I did hear a scream. I've heard a scream twice, three times since we've been coming up here At camping. Least, yeah. At least. So I know they're here. Uh, do they want to make contact with us? Probably not. They want to avoid us at all costs. Right, but I believe they come through our area because the other area is so heavily populated, and we're right in the path of the game trail to the lake. Right, we are. I mean, if they want to go to the lake or the fishery, we're right in the middle of it. Yep. So they got no choice but to come by us. Yep. Now, will they let it be known? Maybe not, well, but I, at I, times I, they do. Sometimes they do. At times they do. Now, we've been coming out here for years, and uh, I want to say 
just maybe once or twice we've had like zero suspicious activity or something we couldn't explain we always have something happen whether it be a you know a tree a tree in knock, a suspicious a, area a scream yeah a scream a tree knock or some <laughs> a, a bottle a bottle thrown at us or like we heard a, a couple weeks ago the what sounded like a gas can right and we couldn't explain that i mean we're the only ones up here so if who brought a gas can and who's playing with us right. that's my thing and now we do come up here armed you know, it's, it might be with just a slingshot and a boomerang, but who would mess with us That's right. knowing we have that? And I do have a pea shooter. So I do too, but I can't shoot very far. They better get close. That's right. Anyway, we are out here, and it is dark. Uh, we invite you to come with us. Yep. Those of you that will, come on. Those of you that won't, just keep listening. Yeah, we uh, we would love the company, and... It's, I don't know, you got to see this place to believe it. You do. You know, people think of New Mexico as desert land and a bunch of just hot, sand, barren land with tumbleweeds running through and a bunch of cowboys running around shooting each other. But we'll bring you up to an area where you'll say, this is forest. I didn't know. Thick forest. I didn't know this existed. And it does, people. Now, to get back to the David Pilates 411, he did investigations in, in the this Santa forest. F- in the, the Santa Fe National Forest. So in the, we're in the southern end of that. Yep. And this forest is where David Pilates did some investigations for people that came up missing. And if you watch a 411 series, you'll see that they scoured the area. And then days later clothing boots item personal items cell phones were placed in the areas that they already searched who does that you're going to tell me someone that's committing a murder is going to put these clothing items in certain areas now my brother just turned on the spotlight because it's so dark and yeah no i just thought i saw something off in the distance and he's checking the darkness Yeah, but uh, th- this forest is, uh, a lot of people think in New Mexico, they don't think of this. Nope, they don't. They do not. But anyway, uh, we love it up here. G- Google uh, Sasquatch and the Hamas. There's some very interesting stories. Uh, actually, we'd like to uh, put something together where we could talk to people and get their encounter stories for this region in gen- in, uh you know and yes so i don't know if i should do a paper ad or advertise it online but i want people that have been up to the hamas to share their stories with us so that we could maybe do a documentary where we could come up and film and of course we're going to look for the best evidence we could find footprints right. um i'm going to start carrying a camera with us so that we right. could we could document things better and uh now, yeah, because we we want to hear the stories in our area. We'd like to get first-hand accounts, and we'd love to see the area right. that, where it occurred. Because I've I've read several stories and pretty interesting. Uh, there's been some really good flare footage taken up here. Yeah, I mean, some of the best flare footage was from here in the Hamas. Uh, but I we recently seen some really really good flare footage. But other than 
the one we just saw, which was amazing. Yeah. The second best was up here in the Hamas. I agree. I agree. And it was, it was, it showed the heat signature. It was huge, and it was mobile through the trees. Now, like we say, you're a fool if you come up here walking through this forest in pitch dark, because there's. There's a lot of wildlife that'll take your life here. Right. There's bears. We've seen some pretty good mountain, mountain lions. lions. I mean, even the badgers. <laughs> I wouldn't mess with the badger. <laughs> yeah, you may trip on a badger and he's going to tear your ass up. Yep. But here we are once again, folks, doing what we love to do. And uh, we're bringing it to you live. This campfire is warm, but it's dark. I guess and you could say we're on location. We are definitely on location. And we're doing this with my portable zoom recorder, which is amazing piece of machinery. Thank God I have this or we wouldn't be able to do this on location. Right. And uh, it's dark. I, I'm not going to say that enough because it's dark, people. Right. And yeah, we've heard something earlier. I don't know, coyotes, whatever. Right. And I'm, I'm trying to listen, but I'm trying to talk at the same time because... Uh, th this is around the time where stuff starts happening. We're getting ready to break it out. I, I have a little uh, a FLIR attachment that goes on your smartphone. We have a, uh, a night vision scope. Um, and we have a crazy flashlight. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we're about getting ready to get our Squatch on. We just thought we'd bring you a little, a little podcast on location just to share with you what we're doing. We're up here again. Right. So while you're in your cozy little bed or your couch watching your Netflix, just know where we're at and know we'd like for you to come with us. That's right. You've got your headphones on listening to this and you're probably on your bed relaxed cozy or your favorite chair drinking your favorite cold beverage and you're like they're out there in the woods where it's dark and they're trying to bring us the best evidence they <laughs> right, can right. Uh, so if you hear on channel 7 news that all they found is my brother's truck you know they came <laughs> yep you know and come find us okay but before we go my brother brought a call and I want him to play it. And we're hoping that this this is going to attract some predators. Now he's going to the truck to bring it. And I was told to do some of these calls because it, it does attract predators. And they said some of the best Bigfoot uh, responses they got were playing these calls. Um, now he's going to play one for you. What's this one called? This is the cottontail. This is, uh, this is an injured rabbit. Injured rabbit. So go ahead and play it. So there you go. So we're playing that in these dark woods. Who knows what we're going to get. We're either, we're either really brave or really stupid. <laughs> we might get eaten. We might get eaten. That's why I said if they just find his truck, you people know that we were up here. Hopefully, they find this recording, too. <laughs> yeah, and just remember, if we get eaten, we deserved it. We're over here poking the bear. That's right. We are poking the bear because that's what we do, people. We do it for you because we want you to listen, right. and we want to bring you the best evidence we can. We want to bring you the truth. That's right. It's the truth, and I hope some of you believe us. Some of you may not. Some of you may say we're full of shit, but 
they're out here and they exist. They do. All right. Well, we hope you like what we brought you tonight. And before we go, hit that subscribe button. And if you want to contact us, you know the email address, late night with Larry 55 at gmail.com. We hope to hear from some of you. And we're about to get our squatch on. Yep, things are about to get real, people. Peace uh, out. Peace out.